0: It is Friday, September something, and I am just setting off on my own little adventure today uh, on my B.C. Uh, we are at Hiawatha, and I am on, I think it's like a snowmobile route, uh, kind of heading up towards this Farmer Lake, which is where I had this gosh-awful accident, and this is actually part of the trail that we came out on, and you know what? I was grateful for it at the time, but it's a little bit weird to be traveling back in on it. Uh, But hey, at least I am, and I'm back on my bike. Not in the fun trails, but this is certainly better than nothing, and I'm in my favourite place in nature, and on the hunt for mushrooms. So, uh, I'm really hoping to find some Porcinis today. I've never hunted for them or found them, but that's one of the things I'm looking out for. So, let's see what we see.
1: So, today we're in Sault Ste. Marie, as we alluded to, Uh, for you will be last week's podcast because we're probably going to split them over a few weeks Um, but yeah so today was Sault Ste. Marie and I decided last night I was going to tackle the Farmer Lake Trail because um, I felt like it was time to do it and if I couldn't do it with Jessica then I decided I was going to do it Oh man, which is unfinished business. business.
0: <laughs> Jamie took matters into his own hands today.
1: So we feel for us, this trail is slightly
0: out to get us.
1: Uh, yeah. So the first time we did it, one of Jessica's relations, her brother-in-law, was feeling- quite quite ill actually, or yeah. seemed to be.
0: He wasn't feeling well that so day. So we
1: knocked it on the head halfway out towards Farmer Lake. The second time we tried it, Jessica snapped her Kelly's. (laughs) And today, right out of the gate, the start is like a... They call them squirrel catchers. It's basically a hard start to make sure that, you know, you're capable of riding the trail. Really? Yeah. Squirrel Um, catchers? Yeah, so they make the start hard. They make the start, in theory, as hard as the hardest feature on the trail.
0: Well, that's actually quite clever. I did not know this.
1: Yeah, so... Where
0: did you learn this term? Squirrel catcher? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's something you learn when you build trails, like...
0: Oh, so you've known this all along. It wasn't some, like, slick, Siouxite term no, that no, you it's, just uh, picked up.
1: it's probably from either California or British Columbia. Oh. It's not, yeah, <laughs> definitely not a Sioux term. This
0: all puts things into perspective for everyone. How little Jessica knows about <laughs> mountain biking... <laughs>
1: So there's the a cat's
0: out of the bag and the squirrels are out of the catchers. <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> so there's a a boulder on top of a hill and then another boulder and it's got polished already. And I'm not gonna get into criticising the trail building, but um, so I think the way to tackle this if you come and do Farmer Lake and when you get there and you look at the start, the proper start, so you'll get on an easy trail and you'll think, Oh, this is easy, I don't know what all the fuss is about. You cross a wide trail, which is a skidoo trail, and then it's a sharp, steep uphill. Now, we've both ridden this twice before and never had a problem, this particular feature. For some reason today, I thought, oh, I'll get a run-up at this, but I didn't, or I wasn't in the right gear or something. So I got to the top of the rock and toppled off sideways, and... I managed to pop my saddle off of the frame, (laughs) which I've never done, which I had to go back to the car to fix. Um, Completely.
0: The whole seat came off. Just
1: the prongs were... was just bizarre. And I ended up standing on the saddle to get it straight again, thinking, well, that's never going to be all right. But actually, it's more comfortable than it was before. So (laughs) I'm probably going to have to do that to all my saddles. I destroyed my... um, My... Computer, my Bolt computer, my Wahoo, um, smashed the screen completely. To
0: smithereens.
1: And I then, we're now back at um, in-laws, but um, I, before tomorrow, thought, oh, before tomorrow, I thought, I would better just give my bike a once-over, having kind of rolled it down a hill. And I bent my mech hanger as well, of which I've always got two or three spare ones. So, basically today has been quite expensive Jamie Um, potentially is a new saddle new computer although I think the saddle will do another year probably Uh, the computer I'm going to contact Wahoo and see if they'll do a screen replacement Um, and the mech hanger, I had them anyway so Um, I did think it's been a while since I busted one actually so anyway so that that was that Um, oh dear the trail though there's And there is actually a short or will be a short video on our youtube channel for this but the trail in my opinion is interesting so the feature that caught me out today and the first half a kilometer including the rock roll that nailed jessica last time we were here once you get past those few things then it's fairly mellow black trail i would say like there's some tight berms and it requires a bit of concentration but the actual trail itself is not particularly difficult i would say once you've nailed those few features and as i will always say if you live here and you've ridden it 10 times it's probably a piece of cake because you just learn how to deal with the bits that are a challenge Um, so this infamous trail that you know people say it's my favorite um i prefer the crystal trails i think personally it's varied um difficult enough some of it steep ups and downs and but this considering it's been mechanically cut this trail some of the berms are and the turns are pretty tight and i did think and I'll explain in a minute, but I did think, and I said this on the YouTube video, I felt the uphills going from Hiawatha to Crystal Lake, I felt the uphills were... Crystal Lake or Farmer Lake? Sorry, Farmer Lake, correction. I figured that the, um, the uphills didn't... I didn't get the payback that you normally get. Um, and if you listen to some of these things, you can agree or disagree. But some of these trail systems, when they're built, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say they're not built by riders. And I know they're built based on the terrain. But sometimes the uphills just seem ever so long and twisty, tight corners, and then that's all fine if you get to the top and then you've got like a cool sweep, sweet descent. But I didn't feel that and i do wonder if coming back the other way which will be the next thing i'll try and do um riding it backwards might be might be better however they built a new trail called swamp donkey um which is a blue with rollers and berms and jumps and actually all of the pain of the farmer lake trail is worth it for the swamp donkey trail i would say um whether i might be tempted to ride to swamp donkey back the other way and just ride that and miss out (laughs) farmer lake i don't know but um i mean i i think i feel i'll do farmer lake at least once every time i visit now but
0: i actually was just thinking um you know i guess everybody has different preferences in just trying to keep an open mind here but And I understand, you know, your review is that for all of the uphill on the Farmer Lake Trail, there's not enough of the reward on a down afterwards. And that's a very fair point of view and opinion. I just wondered if, um, for me, I actually don't always super love downhills. Uh, Not super... I don't fancy the super long downs like you do. Um, So... You know, one day I will get to completing this trail, but I did just wonder. I, I just made me think for a minute that I actually I quite like going up. So maybe you know this trail is just more um, suited and super enjoyable for people who really like that uphill technical challenge. Um, and it's not it, as much about the downhill. It doesn't
1: claim to be anything other than what it is. I mean, it's it's a cross country trail. It's a true cross-country trail and um personally I like the uphills that I can ride up easily and the downhills that are incredibly difficult technical and complicated right um and that just goes back to my preference of riding which is riding up a fire road and riding down difficult trails so I on one thing I would say about Ontario there's a big variation here but it's um they tend to make the uphills complicated to make up for the lack of elevation i think whereas if you go somewhere like quebec where there's big long downhills generally the uphills tend to be a little bit more not boring but just they zigzag up the side of the hill they're pretty straightforward you're you're right then you get to the top and then all of the like high bank berms and tight current tight corners drops and everything are all on the way down. And that's not to say that you shouldn't learn to ride step-ups and you wouldn't get a thrill out of it. I just... I guess for me, this Farmer Lake Trail in my head, because of where it is, because it's the highest part of that Hiawatha Hill, and... I mean, I haven't looked at how much I climb, but you do climb a lot. It's like... Yeah.
0: (laughs) I guess I'm just trying to pull at some straws here, or, like, other points of views, because... Uh, And again, I can't speak properly to this because I haven't completed the entire trail. I've only done maybe about half of it. But I'm, yeah, I'm just still, like you said, everybody raves about this trail and I'm not at all trying to diss it, but I'm just trying to find the, the big appeal I'm, not, I'm saying this very poorly.
1: No, no, you're not. It's a nice view. It's a machine-cut trail. It's interesting to ride. They've all, if you live here, you'll have been riding the same thing again and again and again. Um, but I just, just personally, that Farmer Lake Trail seemed like a lot of up with a little bit of down. However, you come to the end of it and then you ride up this kind of, like, Weird, muddy track, which is a bit strange, because I think, I mean, to be fair, they're still building it, I'm not knocking it, but there's a trail you ride up where you think, well, where am I going now then, because this is like a farm track, and then you get onto something called Swamp Donkey, which is, I would say, as blues go, if you're going to ride it thinking it's a blue, just make sure your brakes work because there are a few (laughs) drops and rolls that blue was excellent like all of the gravity that you'd climbed up farmer lake you got on the way back down that swamp donkey trail so i'm kind of saying it's worth the pain of farmer lake to ride the swamp donkey but part of my surprise i suppose is when we first rode it the last time or didn't finish it that swamp donkey trail didn't exist they were just riding farmer lake out and back and like, and that's why i was a bit like well where's the
0: and you're right that so, then maybe you do need to give it a whirl going backwards and you might have a different experience but anyway you slice it i'm just dying to see the rest of the trail here <laughs> um so I will remain with unfinished business here and probably for another season.
1: They've um, they've also built a few more trails in there as well. They've built a couple of expert lines. Um, I think Once Bitten, Twice Shy and Crazy Train are a couple that I saw off to the right. I didn't do them today. I would normally have done them. Um, but after my kind of spill, I was fine. But I just thought, you know what, I'm not taking any more major risks today plus if I'm honest I puffed like hell going up that first hill like I did last time and I was like do I really want to lose all my height again and (laughs) I have to ride back up so I uh I may have just yeah may have just thought you know what enough's enough today so
0: yeah fair enough well we got a few more days to go here too so you know it's not like you're just out for one ride we're on a we're on a vacation, and um, yeah, be careful, be safe, be smart, and pace yourself so that you can make the most of enjoying the every day to the fullest.
1: So I on the Farmer Lake Trail, just to finish my kind of comment on this, you ride the Farmer Lake Trail, you come to a junction, and the green trail is called Pigpen, and that's the one that goes up to Swamp Donkey. There is a sharp right which if you want to go and look at the lake is the one to take because you don't get any more chances. Like You can see the lake in the distance, but if you actually want to go and hang out by the water, you have to take that right before you get on Pigpen, and you'll know you're on Pigpen because it's a big, wide, swampy, kind of green, muddy, lumpy, muddy trail. You follow that one, and then you pick up on, um, well, then there's a connector trail, which you can just hop on to go back if you want to, But if you don't do that, you then get on Swamp Donkey, which is excellent. I think probably one of the best trails I've ridden for a long time. Well built, big berms. And I can only assume the people that planned it knew what they were doing when they built the other one because they obviously knew they were going to build that Swamp Donkey Trail. So um, like I said, there'll be a bit of a video about that. And then I hit the, I think it's Connor Road. And then I rode back along connor road to meet you and the whole oh, thing you mean the
0: snowmobile that route. goes out to connor road really.
1: um the whole thing like didn't take me long did it? it took me an hour really at the most i think and i stopped a few times and took pictures and stuff so
0: right.
1: was that an hour even
0: uh i do recall it being quick but i mean i get pretty lost in
1: the forest the
0: forest <laughs> <laughs> good one <laughs> And I guess that's really the whole point, right? So I yeah. guess mission accomplished for me.
1: So just um, so that's that for me. You had a bit of a ride around some of the green trails as well, but you before that went on a little bit of a hunt to yourself, didn't you?
0: I did go on a hunt as per usual. Um, so I pretty much just stayed on the snowmobile trail that Jamie um, has mentioned, and. I did not even make it nearly as far as I told him (laughs) that I would to meet him when he came out of the whole Farmer Lake and Swamp Donkey adventure. Not even close, uh, because I was looking for mushrooms. (laughs) And just, just when I thought oh, jeez, I better stop looking for a minute and at least ride on a little ways to go be where I said I'm going to be to meet, meet my Jamie darling. I looked up and there he was and I thought, uh-oh. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do it. <laughs> oh, I swear, the looking for mushrooms is very addictive. Um, You think? Just one more. Just one more look. Because I was... So today I was really on the hunt for the um, this porcini mushroom, which is a member of the bolete family, and uh, I have never hunted or looked for them before. But I don't even really know why or how. But these have become on my radar, and I've just decided that I think that this would be an excellent location. So I last know. night they came <laughs> on your radar, in fact. No, it was two. Na- it was a oh, couple two of nights, nights ago before we left Toronto. That I started to um, investigate and try and learn a little bit. Uh, but then I get on some tangents here, there, and everywhere. So anyways, like I'm doing right now. <laughs> um, so you know what? I might have found one today, but I'm, I'm uncertain. Uh, I could probably try and do a spore print on that sucker tonight. But it's, it was, so one of, The things that I'm looking for, one of the key identifying features about this porcini mushroom, I do believe, is that it has no scabers on the stem or stipe, and it has a sort of web-like pattern. It's all white or cream-colored and has this like web or net-like pattern. And this one um, bolete that I found today Sort of had that going on. It, as I said, this mushroom was not in great condition. Um, the other half of the stem was kind of starting already to decay. But that one side it did sort of match some of these features. And I did notice it was quite quite a bit um, firmer than some of the other boletes I've found. Um, so I I can try and look into that one a bit. But uh, un certain at the moment and I was looking very hard on in the grasses <laughs> uh, so I didn't get too far on my bike <laughs> that is to say um but who else did I found today I found another couple more of the purple wood bluets and I also found another interesting find today which um You know, maybe we've seen, I'm sure we've seen before, but this cluster was just in great condition. It seemed quite fresh. And it was the resinous polypore. And uh, it was just kind of cool to hang out with for a minute and touch and squish. It was, it looks, uh, it looks almost like a flush of chicken of the woods. It's a shelf uh, polypore, shelf-like mushroom. And it... It but it's brown and kind of caramely colors and rings, so it was just quite beautiful and almost velvety looking and feeling. Um, and so I do believe it is edible, but certainly not a choice edible. Uh, it's probably quite tough. However, uh, it I was reading that it does make a good stock or broth, and there was quite a few medicinal medicinal um factors about this mushroom that I thought well if nothing else it's certainly good for you so uh I did collect a couple and we might make a broth and uh try that out and get some some health benefits while we're at it um immunomodulation and anti-cancer if I said that properly
1: and two of these mushrooms are anti cancer, aren't they? It's the chicken of the woods one that says that about that one as yeah. well. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. And
0: then that. there's the lion's mane, too. I mean, I think it's a little bit more brain, but yeah. um, I'm sure there's some anti cancer in there, too. Um, and then another, uh, as I had a wonderful sit on this rock, mossy rock uh, on this Skidoo Trail. In fact, I sat there probably longer than I should have. But I did notice some little mushrooms poking out. Um, and I might have even been sitting in some bear poop. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: but, there was someone on your tire, so probably.
0: Well, I was just having a little rest, I guess. But I was having a good little think and remembering actually... I was thinking back to when I was a kid and I had this birthday party in maybe grade two or three. And there's another place in Sault Ste. Marie called Grocap. And I was so interested in rocks at the time. And I thought, what's a person that studies rocks? Archaeologist. Archaeologist. I thought I was like... Geologist. A geologist? Some ro- ologist. Rocks
1: are geology, I think archaeology is human things of the past I okay believe. so
0: geology so in grade two i thought i was some little geological <laughs> wizard and i i just was so interested in it and uh that's what i wanted to do for my birthday party was make everybody come out and look at rocks with me at Growcap, <laughs> and i had this this relates because I very much today felt like uh, that little kid in grade two as I'm on this hunt for not rocks, but now mushrooms and thinking that I know all these things and I really don't have a clue. But, you know, there was just something about um, those few moments today where I got kind of transported back to being a kid and just kind of like I was pretending in a way and but yet it was so fun and so interesting to me and just all really out of nothing just being by myself in nature (laughs) and i also got a real kick out of it so getting back
1: to geologists are scientists who study the planet's solid features like soil rocks and minerals
0: yeah minerals
1: so a petrology or petrology is the study of rocks but i think it was geology i was thinking of
0: yeah and it was particularly those mineral ones that i thought i was you know gonna find (laughs) (laughs) i think i even had like magnifying glasses and such well i should ask my mom about that one later because i think she had to transport a bunch of kids in the back of a toyota forerunner with probably the seats downs and no seat belts at the
1: time (laughs)
0: such a little detective. Well, (laughs) fast forward how many years later and I still think I am. (laughs) So, while I was sat on this rock, I actually did identify another mushroom. And um, I believe that these little suckers are in the, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly, the Laceria family, which is also called the Deceivers. And um, they... They seem to come in a variety of colors, and at first I thought, you know, oh, do they have anything to do with the Chanterelle family? Because they don't have gills, they have folds. Yeah. And they're just quite cool looking, and a nice little size, and I do believe that they are edible. Um, I did actually just finish cooking a couple of tiny little caps that I, that I collected earlier, but I haven't tasted them yet. Um, but... Point being is, even if these mushrooms do not taste awesome, I just think that they could be a great size and texture for pickling. Oh, excellent. So, um, I'm halfway there to maybe discovering something cool, or maybe not. (laughs) Let's just let me think I
1: am. That's how it goes. Sometimes (laughs) it is, sometimes it isn't, and sometimes it surprises. You made some more broth, didn't you, with the pineapple weed?
0: Oh, yes, and I did, while Jamie was repairing his bike, I thought I would just do something productive and fun and collect some pineapple weed, as there were some in the parking lot. So I did actually collect the whole bag while you were...
1: Fiddling about.
0: Yep. Losing uh, bolts. Which I, holy smokes, I looked for that bolt forever, and I found it just before we left. Victory. So... So, yes, I did make some pineapple weed tea, which is downstairs.
1: And then you rode Amel and Sideline 2, I think. Oh, yeah, I forgot all about that
0: part. Then I actually did did go for a little mountain bike ride on a few of the green trails. And, um, you know, I just really felt like getting off of the gravelly gravelly rocky snowmobile trail and i just really felt the need to feel the pine needles and the is it loam
1: yeah loam, <laughs> loam. <laughs> the and loam
0: i wanted to feel the loam today it's
1: ideal and it's
0: loam. great it is great yeah. there trails um,
1: the trails are good um
0: so sorry which trails did we do
1: amel amel and loam amel and, no, and sideline too which is not quite such a cool name
0: no but as we were riding along because um, for me and where I'm at today they were perfect yeah they were um nothing that scared me too much but a little bit you know I had to pay attention and stop looking for mushrooms or at least try to and as I was riding along uh, I thought you know what if you were beginner just learning those are great trails
1: yeah, and I think on our other, on the video, you said that your sister took you on there. And I did. Thought, tell a
0: little story. So. I'm all about the stories today.
1: Um, I've got a few more things I wanted to add, but have you got anything else you wanted to...
0: I think I'm, uh, done on my adventures at Hiawatha today.
1: So we've said this before about Hiawatha, but there is a couple of parking lots, three probably, um...
0: Maybe four.
1: Maybe four. They've apparently put a pump track in at the main trailhead. Uh, still no porterloo.
0: Still the ice cream. The shop ice cream
1: is place clean. was closed today yeah. because it's the end of the season. I guess we are. It's a also week or Friday two and not September. a weekend. Um, so that was that, and then again slightly controversial, but I ride a Deviate. Highlander, and I tried to get it into Belarusian to be serviced last year and couldn't get it in to be serviced because there was a mountain bike event on and all of their mechanics were busy. So, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but I'm baffled by the fact that every holiday weekend the place seems to be closed, and today is a normal day in september it's like friday yeah it's a normal week and we were going to pop in to get something and fortunately i didn't actually need, need. need anything um but it was closed and it's closed like today tomorrow for five days. sunday monday and yeah maybe five days i think um and then there is another bike shop which is Algonquin Algoma Algoma Um, and I don't know if that's open or not but my suggestion if you're coming up here riding and you know we do break things and things happen is try and be self-sufficient or if you think you're going to the bike shop check they're going to be open because speaking to my mother-in-law it does seem that the bike shops up here are sort of not open as you might think in a big city so Consist- you know it makes, not
0: consistent or yeah, consistently closed it's
1: consistently inconsistent it just yeah. makes no sense to me personally that you would close at a weekend if you run a bike shop like i worked in climbing jobs when i was younger and you know you open at the weekends because that's the busiest time when people are coming in because they break stuff or need stuff or forget things and bike shops are the same and then Sault st Marie is trying to push themselves as you know the mountain bike capital of Ontario and they want to you know take on Bentonville in the states well you need facilities cafes toilets bike shops so just a heads up if you're coming up here just try and be as self-sufficient as you can be I would say um,
0: pack a few extra things
1: yeah uh, as it was I had seats post bolts which is actually what i needed and i did a quick repair by treading on my saddle to bend it back but i've not got a downer on the place i just it does and yeah it just it's just a bit the infrastructure needs to catch up with the trails i think is what i'm probably saying
0: i think that's fair yeah Um, maybe they're
1: working on it i don't know so next week's episode will be um something else so i'm either going to ride crystal or red pine there's some downhill trails that i might go to but if the weather's bad which is forecasting it's going to be i might give that a miss but we'll see how we go so we'll see we will
0: it's up to old mother nature there
1: (laughs) anything else to add
0: well we might later because we are going to go out for um test out some Sault Ste Marie's finest cuisine. We are. Yeah. So uh, we're looking forward to um a nice dinner uh out on the town tonight and we'll let you know how that goes.
1: And until then
0: get lost. Okay. So I would like to report back on my last spore print of the porcini mushroom that I thought I found. One big singular mushroom. And victory! Um, We did it. We found one. (laughs) But it was, in fact, a true porcini. Uh, We did a spore print overnight, and it came up, for sure, olive brown. So we cut up and cooked up that little... That little beauty, and I would say it was delicious. What would you say, Jamie? I think it was
1: excellent. You can see where the cooked porcini mushrooms get their rich flavor from.
0: Yeah, and definitely, of um, you know, it is a bolete mushroom, and it has that same sort of a little bit spongy, mushy texture um, as. All bolets, but a definite, different, distinct flavor, um, which was much more appealing and appetizing and interesting, I would say, than any other Belite that we've ever cooked. I would agree. So, um, it was definitely special, and they're definitely out there. And, and now you're on a mission. Well, we'll see. I think I was in that area where potentially more could have been on that day, but who knows what we're going to find today. It's a whole new day. But success on the finding of one big, fat, delicious porcini mushroom in Sault Ste. Marie.